Well, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the power and the presence of his Holy Spirit be with all of you today. Amen? Amen. Well, this is certainly a day the Lord has made, and we're thankful for it. I am overwhelmed by the readings today. Wow. The Apostle Paul, did you hear what he went through? My goodness. Talk about a guy who stood up for Christ and endured suffering. I, I don't know of too many other people who could uh, really say that. I know I couldn't say that. Could you say that for yourself? I mean, what an example, but yet an example of humility and one who said, by the grace of God, that's how I live. Not because of what I've done or do or accomplish, because I'm just not able to on my own. I have to rely on the grace and mercy of God. Well, this morning in, in the gospel, there's several sections here that deal with relationships, really. And the one I want to focus on today with you is uh, really simply entitled, uh, Get at the Root of Disputes. I thought I would just pick that as a thought and get at the root of disputes. That means areas in life where we are not really reconciled with one another. It gets at the heart of forgiveness, really. And so this morning, I would like you to just join me in uh, the Lord's Prayer. Not the whole prayer, but let's focus on the one of, that speaks about forgiveness. Let's say it together. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Wow. I know pretty well that first phrase, Lord, forgive me. Amen. But what about that second one? As I forgive those. It almost sounds like a process, doesn't it? It almost sounds like a process. As God has forgiven me, I continue now to forgive others. Whoa. That's where it gets more difficult, doesn't it? And when you think about it, we're all involved in this in one way or another. People offend us, we offend people. People hurt us, and we hurt people. And maybe, just maybe this morning, as you look over your life, there's been a person or people who you have really struggled with because of what they've said or what they've done or their actions. How do you respond to that? You know, in this whole section in Matthew chapter 5, it's called the Beatitudes, Jesus' uh, teaching about, really, Christian living. In other words, you, blessed are they who, okay, you could just simply say this, this is how it is when you live in the kingdom of God, when you live under the influence of God's Holy Spirit, God raises you to a higher level in your Christian living. Do we all achieve and live at that high level? What do you think? Uh-uh, it's a struggle. But just like God's word, God's word is to remind us of who we are in Christ. It's the whole purpose of the Bible, really, is not to, to dwell on the fact who we're not when Jesus is absent from our life, but who we are because of him. And I think every day of our life, you know, we get up in the morning, we can simply say this, what? Thank you, Jesus. 
thank you, Jesus, for who you are and what you've done for me. Because by nature, by my fallen sinful nature, I just, I just don't get it and I don't keep it and I don't sustain it. That Christian focus of life and living. I need help. Would you say we need help? Man, I need help. I'll tell you that. I need help every day. And uh, the Lord knows it. I need help every day. How do we respond when we are confronted with, uh, you know, this evil of offense or given offense or people hurt us by what they do and what they say? How do we relate to one another? And maybe, like I said this morning, maybe there's a few of you, some of you maybe, that are still dealing with this matter of forgiveness in terms of relating to someone and what someone has done uh, to you. Well, I think if you look at it very simply, I think that there are really three ways we respond uh, to uh, these, these things that hurt us or, or, or really draw us away from peacefulness and get us into all, and get us hung up into all kinds of anger. And one way we deal with it is being angry. You know, and that's a choice we make. <laughs> We want to be angry. We take this anger upon ourselves, and we want to be angry. Well, that only hurts who? That only hurts us, right? To be angry just pulls you down. It just literally pulls the carpet out of your feet. Angry, we want to defend ourselves. We want to, uh, you know, make things right according to what we say and how we live. Anger is a, is, a, is a dreadful thing. It can uh, really rip us away from God's word of love and forgiveness and hope. It can. Or secondly, we may react by uh, trying to suppress what has happened to us or what the broken relationship. In other words, we forget it. Now, that's easier said than done. I mean, you may have, well, somebody may have come up to you and said, by the way, in the past, you know, well, you should just forget this, you know, whatever. Get on with your life. Forget it. Well, that's easier said than done. If you've been hurt, if you've been, you know, it's devastating. So easier said than done. Or finally, we, uh, we try to get even. That's another issue that is a tough one to deal with. I've had to pay a price. So this person is going to pay a price too. You know what I mean? I mean, you, you, you all know these things because we all struggle with these kinds of feelings and these kind of relationships in our life. And Jesus knew it. I mean, when he was, t and, and this section, by the way, is introduced by, and Jesus taught his disciples. He, he was teaching. This teaching of God is all about God forgiving us. The root of the dispute. What is it that we're really dealing with? I think the way we, we handle these kinds of uh, issues in our life, and there are many, we need, we need to really do three things. We need to remember. We need to reconcile, of course. And we need to do it quickly. That's what Jesus said in his teaching. Be reconciled to your brother. But I think before we can be reconciled to our brother or sister, it all begins with well, I'll just say remembering. Remember who we are. Remember who we are.
You know, I was listening to a, I'm going to come a little closer. I, I was listening to some music this morning coming over on Christian radio. And one of the songs, it just grabbed me. My story and God's glory. Now, you know, each of us has a story, right? We all have a story. I'm not talking about jokes here and funny stories like that, but I'm talking about the story of life, our life as we've lived it to this point. And we've not all been successful. Uh, we've not all had great and everlasting and high point days. We've all had our, our losses in life. Can't quite see you in the back, so I'm going to stand up. <laughs> we, we, uh, we have all had our struggles. But this song was, was, was a beautiful song. It, it really talked about the fact that we have a story that's filled with valleys as well as mountains, and yet God, well, he brings his glory through those times in our life. Our messes become his messages. In other words, he uses Every, everything that we encounter in life, whether it's good or bad, evil or wonderful or whatever, God is still there, right? And he uses, he uses that opportunity to lift us up, to put us back on our feet, and move us along. That's all about remembering. Remember the Jesus told the story of the Pharisee and the tax collector, this guy, you know, who went to the temple to pray, and he was very bold and bodacious, and oh, look at me and everything that I've won. And this guy, this tax collector guy, where was he? He was off a distance. And this Pharisee was praying, God, look how wonderful I am. What I've accomplished. I'm, I'm just really, I'm on top of it. And the publican said, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. That's another way we begin our day, isn't it? This is a day the Lord has made. Lord, be merciful to be a sinner. And thank you, Jesus, for making it so. We need to remember. When we're involved in disputes, when we've been hurt, when we're angry, when we're upset, when we can't let go of an issue or, or a relationship, I mean, a problem we've had, we have to begin with our relationship with God. You've heard the expression, you know, when you point a finger at somebody, you got, you got a bunch of fingers pointing back at yourself. You heard that, you know, that's, that's true. Isn't it? In my years of counseling with people in terms of disputes and problems in their lives, We'll always begin with our relationship with Jesus. I don't want to hear about this other thing yet. I don't want to, I don't want to get into that yet because we have to start where we are with God. Because you see, where we are with God, well, that builds then our ability under God to move forward when we feel broken and hurt. It's the only way. It's the only possible way. It's that relationship we have with Jesus. Remembering who we are, fallen people, and remember the grace and mercy of God in our life, right? And remembering 
Well, that leads to repentance. Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. Father, forgive me. I... What did Jesus say on the cross? Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Oh, man, how, how would you like to face that kind of adversity? We all think we have issues and problems. Here are guys basically killing and taking the life of the Savior. And what does he say? Forgive them? Woo. I can't begin to forgive. Impossible. It's too over the top. Well, God went over the top with his son, Jesus. When we have hurts, issues, and problems, look at God's relationship that he has with you. And it is one of forgiveness. It is one of forgiveness. In Ezekiel 18, we have that, and it's also in our uh, order of service, our worship. Remember, usually, uh, this is when the old hymnal, we used to sing after the sermon. Remember, those of you got to be close to my age. Remember after the sermon, we stand up, create in me. Uh, the organist knows it. <laughs> you know, remember that? Page 5 and 15. Chris, that was before you were born. But, uh, yeah, you're familiar with it. <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know. Remember those days? What were we saying that for? Well, by the way, why was that always after the sermon? Well, why? Because the sermon ultimately what? Was focused on the gospel, the good news of God's love and forgiveness for each of us, right? Thank you, God, for creating in me a new moment a new day. Wouldn't it be interesting if we, uh, even though we can't sing maybe, we would say that? Thank you, God, for creating in me a clean heart, a forgiven heart, a new heart. Can you imagine if that's the way we faced every dispute, difference, hurt, or harm that we had in our life with someone else? Can you imagine if we, that's how we began our thought process? Thank you, God, for forgiving me. Now, I'm not going to forgive that other person. Ooh, wait a minute. Didn't I pray in the Lord's Prayer? Thank you, God, for forgiving me as I forgive others. It's a process. Well, Paul talks about this as a ministry. Well, hey, you have a ministry of reconciliation because God reconciled you in Christ to himself. In other words, he, he settled the issue of the consequences of sin, eternal death. God settled that issue with Jesus, right? He tells us that in his word. He demonstrates that in his word. In the cross, as Pastor Chris mentioned, man, we're coming up on Lent here. In the cross of Christ I glory. I think too often in our lives we get too kind of, oh, I don't know what you might say, repetitive, we... We get in a, a style and a thought process. We, we say a lot of words, but we don't think about what we're saying. That's why worship and the study of God's word is so important, because we need it. We need to be reminded. People say, well, I can be a Christian. I don't need to go to church. I don't need to, I don't need to study God's word. I don't need to read it. Well, you're taking a very big risk. 
because there's a force out there, a force, under the influence of Satan and the, and the fallen angels that he controls are out there, and also, by the way, the fallen people he controls are out there to try to rip us away and destroy us from our relationship with God. That's, that's a, hey, the battle's going on. Do you think we have a battle today in our world? And I'm not talking about Ukraine. I'm talking about a spiritual battle that's being waged with intensity. Christianity is under intense attack today in our country. In our country. In your neighborhood, within your family. It is under intense attack. By the way, Practical thought here. How many of you are going to watch the Super Bowl today? I don't know how many are. Okay, some of you are. Okay. I heard this. I heard this the other night. That there are, there's a couple of commercials. I think they're going to be played a couple of times. Uh, on, I think, the first half, second half, whatever. And they're going to focus on Jesus. And there was a huge uproar by so many people in this country against that and opposed to it. We shouldn't be talking about Christ. Whoa. We want to talk about all kinds of other things, woke things. We want to talk about things that aren't of God or of the Scripture. We want to talk about immoral, crazy, crazy living stuff that's so destructive to the human nature and the human heart. We want to talk about that. We don't want to talk about Jesus. It's true. Watch it. <laughs> I can't say that I watch halftime, though. Sorry, I usually don't. But I'm interested in these commercials. I'm going to, hopefully I can uh, play them back. Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. And this whole matter of forgiveness and reconciliation begins with Jesus and our relationship with him. And then it, that, that leads right into being reconciled. We just, we just spoke about it a minute ago. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting what? Our sins against us. And then he has committed to us the ministry of reconciliation. Whoa. I love you. Not necessarily because of what you've done to me or others, because Jesus has loved you from his cross. That's where the ministry of reconciliation begins. We look at ourselves and we look at God. Our relationship with God, well, it always has been and always will be repaired in the cross. And that's where others need to be repaired as well. And it needs to be done quickly. You know, if something isn't addressed, there's an issue that's not addressed. Now, when I say Jesus says that quickly. You know, you're going to court. Hey, on the way to court, what? Get this thing straightened out. Don't, don't go before a judge. Well, there's reasons for that. I mean, he was, 
you know, as Christians, we want to give a witness. We want to bear witness to the ministry of reconciliation we have with God through Jesus, and we want that to be displayed as we relate to other people. Don't go into a public forum as a Christian and just blow your gaskets. It doesn't give glory to God, nor honor his name. And we're called to do that as Christians, right? I mean, that's, that's our walk. That's our Christ with skin on. That's, that's who we are. God wants us to be. That's why he says in Matthew 5, blessed are the peacemakers, <laughs> for they shall inherit the earth. They will be called sons of God. So in our remedy, which is God's remedy, prayer, genuineness, confession, forgiveness, restoration, taking time, and the peace that we have to share. God, by the way, is a rebuilder, isn't he? You know, I was growing up as a young, young boy, and I had a brother, and I'd love to work with, uh, you know, well, you know, tinker toys. You don't know what those are, do you? Okay. <laughs> Bill does. Played with them. Didn't you? Tinker toys, yeah. Well, I had a brother. I'd build some unique things with tinker toys, and that guy would come in and destroy everything I built. Well, you know, it's just like Satan. He comes into our life and tries to destroy everything that God has built in us and through us. He's never, he's relentless. But God is the rebuilder. Stuff falling down, life falling down, relationships not what they should be, God's the rebuilder. In Jesus Christ, we have the key and the answer for relationships destroyed and relationships rebuilt in this fallen world. And that's what we need to remember. The root of the problem is sin. Taken care of by the Son, Jesus, and lived out through his people. That's you and me. It's work. It's effort. It takes time. But God is building his kingdom all the way. Your story God's glory, and he will get it done. May the Lord be with us today as we continue to live out the story and the journey that he has placed us on with his ever-present love and forgiveness moving us along the way. Amen? Amen. Amen. To God be the glory. Amen. Please stand as we now continue our service by confessing our common faith in the word.